and welcome to another one of my podcasts with Style by Susie. My name is Susie Hasler and this is my fourth podcast. So, so far I've managed to keep doing these every week. So I'm quite impressed with my dedication so far. Um, I've had lots of really nice feedback from you. Um, lots of you have listened on your train journeys to work or I've accompanied you in the bath. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been nice receiving your feedback and I'm trying to cover a different topic each week. This week's topic is all about the common mistakes that women make when they go shopping. Because there is a little bit of an art to shopping and as a professional stylist and in my full time, I'm pretty much shopping all the time. Um, obviously as well as doing style sessions and wardrobe declutters, I'd say most of my time these days is spent actually uh, personal shopping. So I just wanted to share with you a few tips which might make your shopping easier for if you haven't managed to book me. So the first mistake that women tend to make is going shopping with a friend. Now it's very different if you want to go shopping and you just want to go and have a nice day together and you want to have a bit of lunch and you're not putting too much pressure on the fact that you're looking for particular items, that's absolutely fine. But if you're going with a friend, say to give her opinion about some new clothes that you want to try or perhaps um, an outfit for a wedding that you're going to, it's not always the best idea. Many of the items I see in clients' wardrobes that have been not so great for their body shape, not great for their colouring or their personality more importantly, are items that they've bought when they've been out with a friend. Now, it sounds a bit harsh me saying that <laughs> because, you know, I, I like going shopping with my friends, I like going shopping with my mum. Um, but I think when you're shopping, it's very important to really keep in mind your own taste and if you've had a session with me, your own body shape rules and your colour rules. Now, when you're shopping with a friend, you, you will be getting all sorts of opinions from your friend. It's to go shopping with someone who isn't professionally trained in styling with your best interests at heart is a little bit risky because when I shop with a client, I, my own personal taste never comes into things because everyone is so different. So some clients love flowers, some clients love leopard print, some clients don't like fuss, some clients love really girly things. So it's so personal. When I'm shopping with a client, I never buy anything for myself. I never look for anything for myself. My sole purpose on a shopping trip is to look for the items that best suit my client and her personality. Now, when you're shopping with a friend, the likelihood is, is that she will be saying, oh, well, I've got that and it really works on me. Or, um, you know, you never get your legs out enough. You should wear this. And I have no doubt that the intentions are there and that the right intentions are there. But when you have those influences from your friend who has completely different tastes to you, the chances are is that you won't be finding things that are good for you. You'll be finding things that are good for her. So that's very risky. So if you're going out with a friend, what I'd suggest is that 
you go off and do your own little bit of shopping, um, you try on your own items in the changing room, or you can go to completely different shops. And then you can meet up for your coffee, go through what you've bought, and you won't have any of those outside influences that could potentially harm your style. So the other, well, the next mistake that women make when they shop is giving up too quickly. Now, so many clients of mine, when they've been shopping with me, have said, oh God, I would have walked out by now or had that first item not been any good, I would have given up and gone home. So perseverance is so important when you're shopping. It's so important to walk around the shop the whole time, the whole way, but not just once, twice, if not three times. Because if you walk around a shop once and you think, oh, can't be bothered with this, and you go, the chances are that you're missing out on some really decent items. So you, if you have the time, obviously, if you're with the kids and you're in a rush, that's different. But you really need to dedicate that time to walking around a shop, looking at every item, feeling the item, um, because the second time you walk around the shop, you'll see things that you didn't see the first time. And if you walk around a third time, then you catch my drift. So it gives you a chance to properly take in all of the clothes and really look at them in detail. So that's very, very important. Um, also, if you don't have any luck with the first thing you try on, it doesn't matter. Try something else on. If that shop hasn't worked for you, well, then try another shop. Don't give up too quickly. That's my advice. It's um, the more you realise that the shop's they're not there to make you feel rubbish. The clothes are there for you to feel good in. And it might just be that that particular shop isn't great for you. So really persevere with it and, and dedicate that time. And two shops that I would highly recommend that for more than anything is Primark and Zara. So Primark and Zara are similar in that most women walk in there and they just look at it and they think, oh, I really can't be bothered. In Primark, it's usually because the clothes are in a heap or there's just loads of people everywhere. Um, there's clothes absolutely everywhere. And it can be really overwhelming for many women walking in and just seeing all of those clothes and not knowing where to start. And Zara is overwhelming for ladies because there's no particular order in Zara. It's, it's not the easiest shop to navigate. And... A lot of ladies feel intimidated by Zara. A lot of ladies feel like Zara is one of those shops where you should know what you're doing and you should know what you're looking for. So Zara and Primark are two shops that I would suggest dedicating time to. They are also two shops I'd recommend getting there early for. So with Primark, get there as early as you can, even if it means getting there for when it opens, because the, the clothes will be neatly piled they'll be they won't be in a mess the changing rooms will be empty and it will just make your experience much more pleasurable and the same goes for Zara for whatever reason the queues in Zara are just they baffle me no matter what store I go into the queues for the till are just horrendous I don't know why they take so long to serve you so Again, the earlier you get there, the less time you'll have to queue. 
And all of all of these kind of tips, they really do help make your shopping experience less hostile. It means that you start associating shopping with a more friendly, calm experience than, oh, there's people everywhere and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what I'm looking for and ah. So yes, give it some proper dedication. The other tip I'd give you with Primark is never go on the size that's on the hanger because um, they're usually on the wrong hanger. So if the size on the hanger says a size 12, check the label because it's probably a 14. So everything there has been put back on the wrong hangers. So again, just check, give it some time, breathe, do it calmly. And the chances are that if you walk into it with that mindset, you will have a really pleasant shopping experience. So tip number three, the next mistake that women make is going to the same shops. So I think we all do it, don't we? If we go to Blue Water or you know Westfield or wherever it is you shop, you go to your same shop. So you'll go to, I don't know, Dorothy Perkins next, Marks and Spencers, and then you'll go home. That That's not a bad thing because in some ways it's good because I do think there are certain shops that are good for different body shapes, different styles. So if it's with that reason in mind, that's fine. But if you feel like you're bored of your style or you feel like you're walking in those shops and you think, oh, well, I've just bought a pair of tights and um, a black vest and that's it and you're bored, definitely try some other shops. Go into a shop that you would never have looked twice at normally. Um, You don't have to buy anything. You don't even have to try anything on. But just going somewhere new, having a look at the colours, having a look at the styles, maybe having a look at the way that the mannequins have been styled, it just gives you fresh inspiration. And you never know, you might be pleasantly surprised and find something that you like. Um, So the next mistake that ladies make is not trying things on. Now, I'll hold my hands up to this because I never used to try anything on. I hated changing rooms. Do you remember in the old days when there were communal changing rooms? (laughs) It was so awful. I think it was, um, I'm trying to think if it was Tammy Girl or maybe if it was Topshop, but there was definitely a communal changing room and it was around that awkward age where you're 14 years old and everything is just painfully embarrassing. You know, just walking down the street, you just feel so embarrassed of yourself, embarrassed of anyone you're with. And I remember being in this communal changing room and just feeling absolutely horrendous. So changing rooms now are much nicer. These young people these days, I don't know what we had to put up with. (laughs) Um, But trying things on is so important. The frustrating thing is that you're only allowed to take a certain amount of items into the changing room. Now, depending on where you're shopping, you can take a different amount of items in. Marks and Spencers, I think, are a little bit more stingy. I think they only let you take six or seven items in. Um, Whereas somewhere like Zara is much more generous. They'll let you take 10 items in. So the more items you can take in, the better. But try things on. And when you're shopping, pick things off the rails that you would never have looked twice at. Don't go for your same old things. You know, try try something on that you think, oh, I like it, but it might look awful on me. You know, try it on. Um, maybe take a range of sizes in with you as well, because 
some things you have to size up on, some things you have to size down on. So it's good to take a couple of different sizes in with you, but you must try things on. And again, making it more comfortable for yourself by packing a big bottle of water with you, wearing clothes that are easy to change in and out of. So I'd recommend wearing a pair of jeans, for example, on your shopping trip, because jeans are great. You know, you can try tops on with them. They're nice and comfortable. They are easy to get on and off. So jeans and a pair of slip-on, either flip-flops or pumps, nothing with laces and don't ever take a coat when you're shopping because it's too hot and you'll be carrying it and that will stress you out. So um, yeah, all of these things make a big difference. So try them on and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Also, bearing in mind the changing room mirrors are horrible, the lighting isn't great, try taking photos of yourself when you're trying things on. So take a photo of yourself in the mirror because it's funny, when you look back at the photo, you can see a much more accurate picture of how you look, even though it's the same mirror image. It just gives you a chance to look at yourself in the outfit, rather than when you're looking in the mirror, you're just focusing in on your tummy or the bits that you don't like. So number six, the next mistake is, um, have I done six? Five, sorry, number five. <laughs> I'm losing track. I'm losing my mind. Number five is um, buying for future. Now, I've had lots of clients where they've tried something on and it feels a bit snug. Now, I'm not one for buying things that are too baggy because I think if you hide yourself away, that's not great. But what happens is many clients will try on a dress or a top and they'll say, oh, you know, it's okay. I'll, I'll lose some weight though. You know, I'm starting this new diet and in two months time, I would have lost a stone. So I'll buy it and I'll fit into it and I'll, I'll feel good in it. That's a really bad idea. Anytime you buy something for your future self is negative because what happens if you don't lose weight? Because being realistic, will you? Will you really lose weight? I don't mean to be negative, but realistically, will you drop a dress size? Will you will you drastically lose weight in a couple of months? Probably not. And I'm being realistic there. So the clothes that you buy, you should be 100% that you feel amazing in them or that they fit well. You shouldn't buy anything thinking, oh... I'm not sure or, oh, you know, I'll fit into it soon because it will hang in your wardrobe. You'll never wear it. And if you don't lose weight, it will make you feel even worse because you'll see that dress hanging up and it will always be associated with the dress that I can't fit into or this is the dress that I need to fit into. And it just starts off those that negative mindset yet again. So when you're buying clothes, it must fit well now and it must make you feel good. In my experience, I can usually tell when a client puts something on whether she likes it straight away. If you have to persuade yourself into liking something, it usually means that you don't love it and you probably won't wear it. And my last tip, and this is something that actually can be a stumbling block for me as a stylist, 
is when a client comes out with a very fixed idea of what they're looking for. And I find this is very common when clients are looking for an outfit for a wedding or when they're looking for an outfit for, I don't know, say ascot or um, a christening. It makes my job very difficult because the client will usually already have an idea in her head of what she's looking for. So for example, it could be summertime and they'll say, right, I need a dress, but it must be this color. It has to cover my arms, so it has to have sleeves. It has to be below my knees um, and it has to cover my tummy and there'll be all this these set of rules that we're looking for. Now I can tell them straight away, we're not gonna find that dress. Firstly, you're looking for a dress in summertime that has long sleeves. That's, you're not gonna find it. Um, and you're so governed in the shops by what is out that season. And as, as amazing as it would be for me to just say, right, I've made you this navy blue dress that covers all of the bits that you don't like, that isn't going to happen. So it's really being realistic about what is going to be in the shops. And that's usually when clients will come, well, actually no, clients won't come home because clients will usually find something on a shop with me. But if you have gone out with a fixed idea in your head of looking for a dress for a wedding, you come home with nothing because usually it's because you've got this ideal outfit in your head and it's not in the shops. So the pressure on that one outfit is so extreme that you just won't find it. So a, fi a fixed idea in your head is really not a good idea. If you're going out shopping and you're looking for a, an outfit, you know, a, a dress for a wedding or an occasion, have an open mind, try on things that you would never have looked at and look in lots of different shops. So I'd say most of the time clients will say to me, my goodness, I would never have looked there. So there were some ladies recently that were going to Ascot and I took them into Hobbs and they said we would never have looked in here. So again, that goes back to my previous point of going in different shops. So the more you can keep an open mind about clothing, the better. Because if you're restricting yourself, it's only you doing that to yourself. No one else is doing that to you. And the chances are you don't need to wear something with sleeves. You don't need to cover up your arms. You don't need to cover up your legs. Um, remember what I've said previously about no one is looking at you in the extreme detail that you're looking at yourself. Because I'll be honest with you, no one cares. Genuinely. Like if you're on the beach, for example, and you see someone in a swimming costume next to you, do you really analyse their body? Do you look at all of their, all of their, you know, wobbly bits? You don't, do you? Well, I don't. Um, and if you're at a wedding, I, I don't spend my whole time sat there thinking, oh, you know, what's she wearing? And she should be wearing something covering her arms and she should be wearing something covering her knees. And oh my goodness, look at those varicose veins on her legs. How dare she come out the house without covering those up? You know, <laughs> do you see what I mean? It's these restrictions that we put on ourselves. They are things that are in our heads. You, you People aren't that critical of others. If they are, that usually means that they are deeply unhappy with themselves and they need to take a good look at themselves in the mirror. But the chances are, if someone is looking at you, they're looking at you thinking, 
I like what she's wearing or I wish I had the guts to wear that. So please don't put these limitations on yourself because you're missing out on so many clothes. So hopefully those tips will give you some help when you're shopping in future. You know, the main thing I'd say is keep an open mind. And if you can, go shopping on your own. Unless you're with me, of course. (laughs) Um, Go shopping on your own. Don't do it with a friend unless you're going with the purpose of just having a good time and and a nice lunch together. Go on your own where you can have some proper time, get there nice and early, and um, you will hopefully have a really pleasant shopping experience. So thank you for listening to my podcast today. As I mentioned earlier, I am a personal stylist. I carry out personal shopping trips. I do wardrobe declutters and style sessions. I'm a graduate of the Style Coaching Institute and I've been... um, I've been a stylist for four years, five years next year. So about four and a half years I've been a stylist. And I have worked with every body shape, every women of all walks of life. My youngest client I think is 14 and my oldest client is 85. So there are no no restrictions out there with style. Um, I'm fully booked at the moment for my services, but my colleague, Sarah Lilly, is taking bookings at the moment. She is a graduate of the London College of Fashion and she also studied uh, textiles and fashion at university. She used to be a buyer for Clark's Shoes, so she is really, really experienced. So me and Sarah are here at Style by Susie to really help you with your confidence and help you reach your potential because there's something out there for everyone. So come and join us. My Facebook page is Style by Susie and there's a link on there to a private Facebook community which is a great place where lots of my clients and followers are and we all just share outfit ideas and it's very, very supportive. So come and join us and enjoy the rest of your day and let me know if you use my little list when you go shopping and let me know how you get on. Take care of yourselves. Bye.